Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome to the Week 14 preview episode. I am your host, Bryant the Foreman Corrigan, joined by Andrew Tonka Truck Dobes and Brendan the Bulldozer Pika. How is it going? It's great, man. I'm, I'm having a good day. I think I might be stumped. Hang on. Stumped? Yeah, with the with the nicknames. Well, you know I'm what? Stumped. I'll just come out and say it. It is construction <laughs> so, themed wow. because gosh darn it, we are here to help you build the perfect oh. playoff lineup. Boom, nice. there it is. Nice. You're um, really excited about that one. I am. I felt pretty yeah. good about that when I came up with it. It is week 14. Most leagues are in their playoff push. Mm-hmm. Not even push. They are in playoffs. In playoffs yes. If you have a bye, like our dear host Andrew does, That's congratulations. Cool. You yeah. did all the right stuff. Thank you, Lamar Jackson. If you are in playoffs, we are here to help you build the optimal lineup. And if you missed playoffs, you should have listened to us more. And we look forward to helping you next year. Uh, or if you want to spite all your friends, Continue picking up backup running backs, and uh, we'll keep telling you who to pick up. (laughs) Pick up up Benny Snell. Yeah, I am one of those guys in one of my leagues I missed, and I picked up everybody's backup running back, dropped my kicker, dropped my defense. That's so mean. Despite the rest of the league. But it's funny. It is funny. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I did make playoffs in my other leagues, so I'm excited to break down week 14 and get into who to start, who to sit, who to question and yep. who to get excited about and who's going to win. Don't forget about and that. And who's going to win. That or, is correct. I'm winning four, three in our, uh, in our week to week predictions. So yeah, no, I'm just going to have to let the f- football spirit run through these veins. Yeah. First game we're going to preview is the Indianapolis Colts versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting in the Colts side of the ball. Marlon Mack is back in practice. He is expected to play this weekend. If he does play, how excited are you for him against this really tough Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense? Yeah, it's like you said, it's going to be tough. Um, he's coming off an injury, and it's against the second-best rushing defense in the league. So I'm nervous, to say the least. I'm very nervous about him. Yeah, honestly, I, I wouldn't be starting Mac unless I absolutely had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not sure what his workload is going to be. And he had a pretty severe hand injury. So, you know, it could be... I mean, all it takes really is to get stepped on and, yeah. you you know, you could be missing out. Yep. So he is, if he's fully healthy, if he's ready to roll, you know, he will get a, a good workload against this Buccaneers team. But the way you beat them is through the air. So I don't think they're going to really try to feed Mac to the extent that they usually do. So once again, if you need to, I think he's a, a serviceable RB3 this week just because of the unexpected or I guess undetermined uh, workload in this backfield. Do you feel differently? No, no, I feel the same. I would look for other options instead of Marlon Mack. Yeah, no, I, I dig it. Um, you know, do you think Jonathan Williams is droppable at this point? Um, I, I would keep him rosterable just in case, like you said, it, you know, it takes one play and Mac could be, you know, re-injured out for two more weeks. So I think that it's tough because Jonathan Williams didn't do that well last week. Jordan Wilkins got most of the carries uh, and better yardage. So, you know what? I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say he's droppable. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, you know, I, I didn't know where I was going with that at the beginning, but yeah, droppable. 
Yeah, I would hold on to him one more week just to see what Marlon Mack is like because I do think there might be a chance of re-injury if things fall the wrong way. Um, but yeah, one more week, see how in, how involved Marlon Mack is, and I think go forward that way. Definitely not starting him, and I think he's borderline roster rosterable at this yeah. point. Jonathan Williams. As far as passing options, Hilton said earlier this week he might be out for the season, which is not what you wanted to hear if you have T.Y. Hilton. But that does elevate the other weapons. Zach Pascal goes from, you know, barely rosterable, uh, mm-hmm. just like us. <laughs> barely, yeah. Um, and, you know, it really, in my opinion, elevates Jack Doyle to a must-start tight end. Yeah. Yeah, um, Jack Doe is going to be amazing this week, just like he was last week. So he's a Yeah, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a just woeful defense. They are the 31st best, in parentheses, uh, against the pass. So Zach Pascal, I think, becomes a an interesting wide receiver three. He should get plenty of opportunity. But Jack Doyle is, I think, the person I'm most excited about. Yep. You know, if he's on waivers, scoop him up. He was fantastic last week, and I expect him to be great this week as well. I agree. Yeah, Tampa Bay is just terrible against the pass. Like you said, 31st best. Yeah, I'm not interested in Brissett as a streamer. Uh, He started out the year pretty strong, but he's really shown he's capable of uh, sinking your battleship, so to say. Uh, So in this, you know, dire playoff situation, I would not be looking to stream Brissett. I think there's better options out there. Yeah, me either. I think Pascal, um, Mac if needed, and Doyle are... Only the three players that I would choose. Uh, over in the Buccaneers side of the ball, this is a team that really ebbs and flows. You know, they have a they have a really productive offense, but they're somewhat of a bad team. So I'm curious to see how this game turns out. Um, th- there really is such a variation in, of outcomes with this team. Yeah, you're starting Godwin. You're starting yeah, Evans. The Colts have a pretty solid defense, but they're they're a little better than middle of the pack. So Mm -hmm. there's no reason to avoid starting really any of these options. You know, Jameis Winston, I'm not all that enthralled about. I'd rather start Ryan Tannehill. Um, I think there's better streaming options, but you know, he'll throw for over 300 yards. You're just hoping he throws three touchdowns and three interceptions rather than one touchdown and three interceptions. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. Plenty of other options to choose from. I really, Colts defense is actually pretty solid. I 12th best passing defense in the league. I would look for other options instead of Winston, but like you said, it's not going to be too bad if you start. Uh, as far as the run game, Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber has been probably one of the biggest headaches this football season. Bruce Arians claimed Ronald Jones is still the starter. However, it doesn't feel like it. Uh, you you never know what to do with Peyton no. and Ronald Jones. Um, I had high hopes for Ronald Jones. We have seen the upside of Ronald Jones. We have also seen the downside. I'm not starting either one of these players in playoffs. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. You need consistency when you're in the playoffs. You need to you need to know that you're gonna get some points from this from these players. And Ronald Jones got eight rushing yards last game. Yeah, That's if it's it. between a player like James White. Uh, and a player like Ronald Jones. James White, granted, he had a gigantic game last week, so this probably isn't the best example, Um, but there's not as much of a ceiling on James White, with the exception of last week. Um, But he's going to get you that guaranteed, you know, that involvement, you know, 40 yards and four or five catches uh, with the potential for more. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I would rather start James White than uh, Ronald Jones. 
these two teams, I'm I'm stuck. How about you pick first? Oh, I was really hoping you would pick first. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Colts on this one. You're gonna go Colts. Yeah, I think their defense is is gonna step it up this game. Just because I like chaos, give me the Buccaneers. Wow! All right, Brendan. The all Buccaneer. right, first game. Um, this this is a tough choice, but I I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers on this one. Ooh. I, I think yeah, I think the offense is gonna make the the difference in this one. Um, but I don't know. It's it'll it'll be a fun match. I dig it. Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Buffalo Bills. Starting with the Ravens, you're starting Lamar, no question about it. In this playoff situation, you know, these Ravens players has kind of been a a carousel of who puts up fantasy points. Uh, The Bills have a a really good defense. Uh, Their passing defense is third best in the NFL. Rushing defense is 14th best. However, you know, they have been getting beat lately on the ground. So, I, I'd be starting Mark Ingram with confidence. Mm-hmm. I'm starting Mark Andrews with confidence. He's a top tier tight yep. end. Other than that, that's it. That's I want Lamar. Mm-hmm. I want Ingram and I want Andrews. Yeah, Other Lamar, than that, I don't want to play that game. It, Lamar and the Marks. That's that's the, the band name for that team. Those are the only three that players you should start. Uh, Marquise, thank you. Uh, Marquise Brown is uh, questionable with an injury. Um, I wouldn't have started him anyway, even if he was healthy. So I did, I don't like any other Ravens except for those three. Yeah, I like it. Um, and I really don't think the Bills will be able to stop the Ravens. You know, they've displayed week in, week out that they are capable of breaking down a defense no matter yeah. how good they are. Whether yep. it's the Patriots, whether it's San Fran, Lamar Jackson will get it done. Over to the Bills side of the ball. This is where it gets interesting because the Ravens have a very good defense as well. They're actually almost identical. Uh, The Ravens rushing defense is sixth best in the NFL. Passing defense is 13th best. The way you beat them is, you know, through the air. They're really tough to beat on the ground. However, I would be willing to start Devin Singletary. His involvement has been good. He's been very effective on the ground and he's starting to get more involved in the passing game. And that's really where he excels. And I think that's where he has a, a, boost over Frank Gore and in a very competitive game, I think it will be Singletary. Uh, and I think he does enough to make him a viable starter. Me too. It's a tough matchup, but yeah, I think he can do it as well. Yeah. And, and I do think this will be a, um, I'm not going to say a high scoring game, but there'll be points scored. I don't think Josh Allen goes down without a fight. I'm not starting Josh Allen. If I'm streaming, I think he does have a pretty solid floor, uh, but this is a really tough matchup for, you know, the Bills are new to being good. You know, similar to the Vikings, you know, they're they're not used to success. Being so they, in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, it's not normal to them. Uh, the Ravens are used to it. You know, that excellence is expected. So, you know, I, I do expect the Bills to struggle a bit. I don't think they're going to beat the Ravens, but I think they put up a fight. So Josh yeah. Allen, I'm not streaming unless I have to. I think he has a high floor. I'm expecting between 16 and 20 points for him uh, because of his rushing floor. Yeah, John Brown makes me nervous. Um, Yeah, Marcus Peters going up against Marcus Peters, so it's going to be tough. Yeah, and and that's a strange matchup because Peters really does go for the big play. You know, we've seen him get burned like crazy lately, which is a, a big reason why he got traded from the Rams. He likes to go for that big play. And he gets it. You know, we've seen it since he's gotten traded. He's gotten a lot of those. But if he misses, 
there's a big play to be had. I'm starting John Brown. He'll be targeted. It's a tough matchup, but he only needs one catch to make your day. I'm starting John Brown. Me too. Me too. I'm glad you kind of came around there. I thought you were going to start talking about how you wouldn't start John Brown. I got nervous. But yeah, like you said, all it takes is one big play for him to go off. So, so Andrew, um, I don't know yeah. if you've gone to the doctor lately, but it seems like your Beasles have been starting to spread to other people in mm-hmm. the industry. Mm-hmm. Cole Beasley has proven to be actually productive across a lot of games. Uh, he's actually right now a top 15 wide receiver on the season, Ooh, yes. which is disgusting. But, talking about that's amazing. You know, that's, that's how fantasy football rolls. So, Andrew, break down how you feel about Cole Beasley this week. Oh man, it's good. It's a tough matchup, man. It's a tough matchup against the 13th best passing defense in the league. But Marcus Peters, most of the time, should be on John Brown. The majority of the guys should be on John Brown. So, I think once again, Beasley coming out of the darkness. I think that uh, that he can perform admirably. I think that he can get. Either he, I think he's either going to get 50 plus yards or a touchdown, not both. So I think and I do want to correct myself. He's not a top 15 receiver. I don't top know what I was five. thinking. John Brown's top 15. Yes. John Brown's top 15. Yeah. Cole Beasley's ranked 26th. 26. Uh, so yeah. still better than anybody expected. Um, still and, amazing. And I think you're right. I do, I do think there's a valid case to start him, uh, especially against tough matchups. He is a shifty little guy and he gets it done. So, you know, especially in PPR league, I think you stick with the Beasles. He's going to be involved. This should be a game where the Bills are trying to play catch up. I think he'll be able to to be a solid option once again. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Beasles will spread by the end of the year. Everyone in the world will have Beasles. Wow, that's I wouldn't go the, that far. Great. These two teams give me the Ravens. Yeah, give me the Ravens. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, you didn't diss them yet. That's good. Uh, it's kind of hard to diss them in a matchup against the Lions. <laughs> against the, yeah, when we're not the worst team. We're, <clears throat> yeah, we're so like the good. Lions is looking like they will start David Blau. Easily mispronounced as Blow, who surprisingly didn't blow last week. He looked you know, good. He, he was he better than good. anybody expected. Um, much to the chagrin of everybody who started the opposing defense. Good word. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I... I'm curious to hear what you think about this Lions team. You're starting Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings have been beatable through the air, and Blau showed last week. He can toss a long ball to Kenny Galladay, and the Vikings give up big plays. So I'm starting Galladay. I'm starting Marvin Jones, too. You know, I yeah, think there's yeah. enough love oh, to go around. And I'm avoiding the, the run game. You know, I don't want yes. Bo Scarborough. Yeah. The Vikings are, you know, they're, they're good against... Um, I guess running backs, you know, they're ranked 15th best against the rush this year, which is almost exactly middle of the pack. But I think they'll be able to stymie this, this Lions run game. And I think the the Lions are going to need to throw quite a bit. Yeah. Vikings got torn apart by the run game last week against the Seahawks, but I don't think that Bo Scarborough was anywhere close to the level of Chris Carson or Rashad Penny. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want any part of the Lions run game and, Unfortunately, uh, Vikings give up a lot of big plays to wide receivers, so I think Marvin Jones should have an amazing game. So, and Kenny Galladay, you got to start because of his upside. Um, well, and he's better than Marvin Jones, and he's better. But who know? You know, I I don't know what they're gonna do uh, with Xavier Woods. 
or Rhodes. Sorry, Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Woods is a wrestler. I'm getting <laughs> sidetracked. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Xavier Rhodes has been garbage. So whoever matches up against him will have the best week. But we don't know who that's going to be until game time. So I'll start both of them. Yeah, start both of them, I think, with confidence. Um, TJ Hawkinson was put on IR, and there is no tight end on this team I'd be willing to start. So it's really Kenny Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Scarborough I am passing on this week. Over on the Vikings side of the ball, it is all systems go. The Lions give up a lot of points to every position. Kirk Cousins is streamable this week. Kyle Mm -hmm. Rudolph, feel free to put in there. Adam Thielen is questionable once again, which I feel so bad for all the Thielen owners. Yeah. Soft tissue injuries are no good in season. So with him being questionable, that elevates uh, Stefan Diggs as much as I hate to admit it. Uh, and it elevates it's fun. It's fun. Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, I would start both of them. Um, it sounds like they're looking, it's leaning more towards Thielen playing than Thielen not playing. But even given that information, I don't feel comfortable starting <laughs> Thielen just because, like you said, soft tissue injuries are very, very rough. Because, again, one play and, and he can get injured for the rest of the season. So. And it's like we've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that happened exactly. Earlier this year. I have um, seen it before. So, yeah, yeah. I, I would wait another week for Thielen. Um, but, yeah, I think it just boosts Diggs and Rudolph once again. Yep. Do you have any interest in another receiver uh, for the Vikings? Do you have any in any any interest in BB Johnson, Laquan? No. no, no Treadwell. Not even Irv Smith, which actually he's the tight end and second string tight end. He gets some receptions, but no, I got I got no interest in that. Yeah, I think there might be value for BB Johnson. Uh, this Detroit Lions passing defense is ranked thirtieth best in the NFL. Uh, so second worst, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess second most generous matchup you could hope for. Yeah. I think I think you're talking about BC Johnson, but that's okay. In my head, he's a BB because yeah. it's a little bit cuter. There you uh, go, BC Johnson. You know, yeah. I think he's going to be serviceable. You know, I, I think he is a wide receiver three play. I think this game will be a little bit more of a shootout than anybody expects. Mm-hmm. The Lions, the Vikings have a good defense. Uh, on the ground. <laughs> They're extremely beatable through the air, and we've seen them involved in really high-scoring games, and I expect that to continue. These Lions have really nothing to prove, and you know they hate the Vikings. They're going to put it all on the field, obviously. Yep. This is not a friendly matchup. This is not a friendly rivalry. The Lions want to win, and they know they can win by just, I'm trying to think of the right way, an aerial assault is yep. the way I, I'm going to put it. That's the only way for them to win. So, yeah, so I think the Vikings are going to need to keep putting up points. Dalvin Cook is expected to play, um, mm-hmm. but he is nursing a shoulder injury. You know, that that's not an easy thing to uh, protect as a running back. You are literally running into people and having people run at you. So I'm starting Dalvin Cook, obviously, but yep. there is a chance that he goes down. Uh, make sure Alexander Madison is owned if you're the Cook owner. And if you're mm-hmm. not the Cook owner, still pick him up. He's the most valuable handcuff in fantasy, I would argue. And I think that complicates it. You know, this this Vikings team should be able to destroy this Lions uh, team in the air and on the ground. Yeah, I agree. And he is still involved even with when Cook plays. Um, He's not involved enough to where I would say 
start him if Cook is healthy, but I think that this could be a game where they're trying they're a little nervous about Cook, so they're gonna split time more than usual. So I could argue saying Madison's nope. a a Hail Mary. Nope. But nope. you don't like that? No, not in playoffs. Okay. That's true. It is playoffs. Yeah, no, it's too risky. It's yep. too risky. Yeah, I'll let my bias get best of me. Yeah, I think that sums it up. Uh, BC Johnson, I like as a okay Hail Mary. I, I won't go Mary. that far. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. he has a solid chance to be a good producer in this game. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I think, is going to just dismantle its Lions defense. Mm-hmm. Adam Thielen's questionable. If he plays, it, it depends on how desperate you are. If you're projected to lose, start Thielen. You know, you need all the talent you can get. If you're able to put somebody in his place, like a DJ Moore. Do that, you know. Oh, if if so you can nice. give him another week of yeah. recovery, Adam Thielen, and not need to rely on him, yep. go that route. But if he starts Absolutely. and you're you need a, a playmaker, throw him in there. Mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs, begrudgingly, I think he is a good play this week. Yep. Uh, he's talented and he should be able to just rip a rip apart this Lions defense. Uh, and I if agree. he doesn't, it's because it's Stefan Diggs. Do you remember <sighs> Randy Moss's quote? Randy Moss plays good when Randy Moss wants to. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about his quote, straight cash, homie. But I guess that one makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does. It does make yeah. more sense. Uh, I feel like that's a very Stefan Diggs vibe. It is. He could ball out when he wants to ball out. Any other people on this team mentioning? Kyle Rudolph, locked and loaded. He's a stud. Consecutive Absolutely. good games. Yeah. I think that's, that's it. it that's yeah. it. No one else. Maybe Vikings defense. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, no. No. There's a better options. Overruled. This yep. next game is I my favorite game of the week. Wait, we didn't pick winners. Vikings. Done. Okay, All Vikings. Right. Easy. This next Gotta game is my pitch. favorite game of the week. Andrew, ask me why. <sighs> why? I am going to be watching this game live yeah, at Lambeau, Lambeau yeah. cheering on the Packers, yeah. heckling Dwayne Haskins, quietly giving support to Scary Terry. This is going to be a fun one. I, I'm really excited to watch the Packers just rip apart this Washington team, starting with the Washington side of the ball. Packers defense is not good. <laughs> we'll start right there. The rushing not. defense is 25th best in the NFL. Passing defense is 22nd best. They are a low-tier defense. However, it is at Lambeau. This Washington team is not used to that level of colds and conditions. I'm not starting Haskins, obviously. Yeah, you shouldn't even be in the question. (laughs) There's no doubt. Uh, There's two question marks, maybe three. The running game, Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson and Scary Terry. Yeah. Let me make the case against Scary Terry. He's a very talented player. I expect Dwayne Haskins to get just demolished by this Packers defense. They do tend to rip apart poor caliber quarterbacks at home yeah. you know the packers and, do play significantly better in lambo especially their defense do. so and to be fair it doesn't take that much to rip apart Dwayne haskins but that's it, yeah that's like you point. said packers at lambo is a whole different team than packers away yeah it's a kind of a jay cutler situation um it's annoying <laughs> yeah so i i really don't expect much from this washington team this week uh, I think the Green Bay Packers defense is actually a pretty sneaky play this week. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm starting them, not just because I'm going to be at the game, but I think they have a really good opportunity for some takeaways, plenty of sacks. 
Dwayne I think, Haskins. I think they're going to confuse the crap of Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I think Packers, I, I agree with you on the sitting Terry, as weird as that is, because yeah. as much as I yep. like to hate on, on the Packers, um, Packers defense could also be a very good option because, again, it is Dwayne Haskins. They will, the Redskins will be losing most likely, so they're going to need yes, to throw the ball. Yes, they will be, not most likely. Shut up. I mean, uh, there's still a chance, but again, there's very low uh, chance that that's going to happen. So Haskins is going to need to throw the ball a lot. Um, and I think I saw a stat, yeah. Uh, since Haskins has started, McLaurin has averaged 3.6 catches a game. And it's that not a lot. sucks. You want that, a little that, more than that. That's terrible. Yeah. I that's think, like Kalen Balaj level. Oh, it's terrible. I think t- Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, he's probably the best wide receiver that you can't start in fantasy. Yeah, that's a really good way of saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and I agree with you 100%. I'm sitting Scary Terry. Mm-hmm. This Packers defense is beatable, but I don't think Dwayne Haskins will get the chance. Yeah. They are beatable on the ground, and with the head coach, Bill Callahan, he will run it down your mouth, and we've seen really good games from Adrian Peterson and yep. Darius Geis. Yep. I'm starting Geis with confidence. I think Absolutely. they're going to run down the clock as quickly as possible. And they're going to be effective on the ground. They've proven uh-huh. that they have been so far. So Darius Geis is a must start. And I think he has a, a really good game here. Yeah, I agree with that. 10 carries, 129 yards, two touchdowns last week against the Panthers, who I think have a pretty similar rushing defense where they're kind of below average. but um, Very below average. Yeah, they're very below average. Okay, pa- Panthers defense is a little worse than the Packers. But yep. yeah, I think Terry's a good option. Um, Adrian Peterson is a big question. Geis. Sorry, Darius Geis. Terry's a big no. Darius Geis is solid. Adrian Peterson's a big question mark, though. Yeah, I'm not starting him. This is the Geis show, and he's the electric one. You know, I think Adrian Peterson can plow his way for 60 yards if you're lucky a touchdown, um, but I'm not rolling that dice. You know, I think it's... I'm I'm not rolling the dice. I'm rolling with Geis. Oh, nice. Put it on a t-shirt. I agree with you as much as I want to see. I think Geis is an RB2 this week. Adrian Peterson, I think he's an RB4 with a little bit of flex appeal. You know, I think he's safe to get you 30 yards. Not 30 yards. I think he's safe to get you 60 yards and potentially a touchdown. You know, this is a Packers rivalry that I do think goes deep into his blood uh, after all this time with the Vikings. As fun as it, it would be to see Adrian Peterson go off against the Packers, I just think it's going to be uh, all guys. Yeah, I think AP is a low ceiling flex yep. play at best. Over to the Packers side of the ball. Yes. Yes, that's <laughs> it. Dante uh, Adams, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. Yeah, I'm starting Jamal Williams as well. Um, you know, yeah, Aaron Jones had a disappointing game last week. I think Washington will set him straight. The only problem is I don't know how they're going to destroy Washington. I know they're going to. I just don't know how. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, Adams are starting. Rodgers has been a matchup start QB. I think you start him here. This is the matchup. He's mean, yeah. he's mad, and he's going to crush you when he knows he can crush you. This is the matchup. So I'm not starting MVS, not starting Lazard. You know, those nope. those guys are just so unreliable. It's a revolving door of the other wide receiver. It's really Devontae Adams and whoever – <laughs> whoever gets lucky that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Graham has been questionable in practice. Even if he plays, I'm, I'm not interested in I'm Jimmy Graham this him. week. Yeah, no, Jamal Williams, you know, I'll make the case for Jamal. 
I'm trying to think of a clever joke, but I can't come up with one. <laughs> I think he flex him. I think it's good. Yeah, I think I think he's a serviceable flex. Yeah. I'm trying to do a something a joke along the lines of once you once you played one, you've played Jamal. But wow, I can't that, get there. I'll I can't. tell you what. You think about it. We'll circle back around <laughs> when you've thought of it. I, I won't get there. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Jamal is a fine flex. You know, he's been really effective when he's been involved, especially in the in the passing game. And I think he's going to get an opportunity this week between Adrian Peterson and Jamal Williams. I think I would lean towards Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. Yeah, I would do Jamal Williams as well. He's just he. I think he's got way more upside than than Adrian Peterson. Yeah, that's agreed. Thing. Agreed. I am taking the Packers in this game. Do it. Yeah, I go Packers. No, no, do it. Pick the other team. No, give me listen, the easy dub. You're, you're, I can't give you the easy dub. It's do close. It. It's a 4 3. So do it. I'm picking the Packers. No cojones, listen, Andrew. That's your be a win next win. week. If the Packers win, I win the predictions. If the Redskins win, then the Packers lose, and I'm happy. So. Wow, that's, that's, a, that's a coward's way of looking it's a tactical at it. Tactical move. Next up, we have the Broncos taking on the Texans. The Broncos surprisingly performed well last week with Drew Locke. He seems more than competent, better than Simeon, better than Osweiler, better than Brandon Allen, better than Joe Flacco. I think they might have a starter the rest of the way. How good he is, I won't say. But he we'll seems good out. enough to get Cortland Sutton the ball, and that's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. I'm starting Sutton. This Houston Texans pass defense is atrocious. They are the fourth worst in the NFL against covering wide receivers, which Ooh. is awesome for Sutton. If yeah. you'd rolled with Sutton, you've been handsomely rewarded. He's been getting it done day in, day out against tough matchups. Mm-hmm. You're sticking with him. He's hot. He's a good player. It's playoffs. Play it safe. Yeah. He's a Can top 15 receiver. Oh, let's hear it. I think that he's going to finish top 10. I think he can be a league winner this week. That's not a hot take. It's, it's, I mean, it's pretty, I think he's going to be a league winner this week. I could, I think he could finish top five receiver. Yeah. I think okay, top five. Two, that's hotter. Two TDs, hundred and plus, hundred plus yards yeah. against the Texans. Cause they might need to play a little catch up. So that is reasonable. I dig it. I think he'll be at least a top 15 receiver, but like yeah. you said, you know, he, he caught two touchdowns last week. He is a stud. Basically. Other than him, Philip Lindsay, I would start as a low-end RB2. He's going to be involved, especially in the passing game, and I do think they will need to play a little bit of catch-up. This is a good Texans team, and they should be able to get it done against this Broncos defense. Yeah, well said. Um, Rush Freeman, no thank you. Really, it comes down to Sutton uh, and Lindsay. Yeah, those are the only two. Moving on to the Texans side of the ball. You're starting Hopkins, even in a tough matchup against Chris Harris. Chris Harris got lit up last week. Um, so, man, if Keenan Allen can do it, DeAndre Hopkins can do it. Yeah. So it is a tough matchup, but it's Hopkins. He is the mm-hmm. prototype physical being of wide yeah. receiver. You know, you well, see you Julio know- Jones, you see DeAndre Hopkins. These men were genetically designed to catch footballs. So you know what you're starting else- was a tough matchup the patriots and d hop still performed pretty well against the uh probably the uh, second that's, best that's debatable pass oh come on he did he did fine he got five receptions for 64 yards against the best corner in the league so i think you can expect yeah. a little more than that in this game oh yeah you can expect more than that in this yeah. game 
Um, yeah, Will Fuller, good. question mark. Two weeks no. ago, he broke off for over 100 yards in his return from injury. Last week, he disappeared into the background. This week, how are you feeling about Fuller? Are you rolling that dice? I'm not rolling that dice. I like him as a flex play. He is the classic boom bust, give you 20 points or give you four points kind of player. I like him. I'm starting him. I actually have a league where I have Hopkins and Fuller, and I can rest easy knowing at least one of them will have a huge week, and in a perfect world, both. Yeah, I I just don't have enough trust in Will Fuller for me to start him. I just He's too inconsistent for me. I don't like it. Well, I am a high roller, so Will Fuller, sign me up. That's an exciting playoff play. I dig it. I live for it. If I see a guy catching a touchdown and he has dreadlocks, it's either either Fuller or Hopkins. Mm -hmm. I I like Fuller this week. I think he gets away with a big one. They're going to have to focus on on Hopkins, and that's, that's why Fuller excels, and that's why he's able to do what he does. I'm trying to think I, who else to talk about. I the running Carlos game. Hyde. Carlos Hyde is going to have a good week. Let's break That's it down because I hate the guy. So I need you to break it down I for me. Well, Broncos have the 20th best rushing defense in the league. Um, That's not great. That's not great. That's kind of near <laughs> <It's> 20th well, <laughs> best. <laughs> yeah, 20th best. I was going to say that's in the worst half, which it is. But um, they're kind of the, the best of the worst rushing defenses. I think that Houston is going to get an early lead, and I think they're just going to just run the ball the rest of the time. So I think that Carlos Hyde is going to get a lot of snaps, um, and I just hope he can do something with it. I think he can. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, you you need to play him if you have him. I, I think he is a flex play. I wouldn't get more excited than that. He does have touchdown upside against this Broncos yeah. defense. So I think you're there. Darren Fells. He has been a shockingly efficient touchdown scorer this season. Got it done last week. Can he do it this week? Sure. Why not? No. Wrong. Bad answer. Why is that a bad answer? Broncos have a fantastic defense against tight ends. Um, And I think they're going to be feeding it to Hopkins and Fuller. I don't like Fells as much. And here's why. He is so touchdown dependent. He can... This is how his stat lines go. One or two catches for 20 yards, and there's about a one in three shot he scores a touchdown. I don't like those odds, especially in playoffs. I'd much rather go a different direction. Yeah, I'd rather go Gasicki over uh, Darren Fells this week. You can, Ryan, you can go Ryan Griffin as well. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly how I feel. Fells is getting it done. He's being hyper efficient and he he could score a touchdown, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to play that game where he's going to get 20 yards and you just hope he has a touchdown. So like you said, I'm going Griffin. I'm going Gesicki. I'm looking elsewhere. Yeah. I'm looking at other options. I think that Fells wouldn't be too bad, um, but there's some better options out there. If you're streaming, you're trying to decide between Fells and someone else. I would probably go with that. Someone else. So, but if he's on your team, if he's already on your team, I, I don't think you can go wrong with him. Yeah. These two teams, Texans versus Broncos, give me the Texans. Texans. Yeah. Next up, we have the 49ers taking on the Saints in what should be a tight game once again. What a two, what a tough two games for the Niners to have back to back. Wow. The Ravens and the Saints. I like it. This is going to be an exciting one. I'm excited to see how it turns out. Holy crap. On the 49ers side of the ball, 
after getting not embarrassed, but it was a tough loss. You know, they were not able to stop Lamar Jackson. This is a team that wants to prove it is a Super Bowl caliber team. Uh, people really didn't have that high of expectations going into the season. They are the underdog, I think, in a lot of people's eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. Matt Parita is expected to play. Tevin Coleman is Tevin Coleman. And Raheem Mostert is coming off of a huge game. Mm-hmm. If you need to play a running back or two, how would you break down this backfield? I would go, if I had to rank him, I would go um, Burita because he's back and should be the RB1. Then I'm going Mostert because I think that he just proved that he's better than Coleman. So Coleman in third. Yeah, no, I certainly see where you're coming from. Uh, apparently the Saints rushing defense is third best in the NFL. Yeah, they're good. That's good. That is good. So yeah. if I had to pick one, I would go Burita if he if he's healthy, if he's cleared mm-hmm. to play, obviously. Um, but you know this is going to be a, a pretty tightly contested game, and I wouldn't be shocked if this is a barn burner. Burita gets a lot of work through passing game, and he gets it yep. through being highly effective with his touches. You know he's kind of like Tariq Cohen from last year. You know he not super involved, but when he does get touches, he's going for six or more yards per carry. He's mm-hmm. involved in the passing game. He's able to streak past people and make big plays. So I like Burita in this game, and I think your order is right. Tevin Coleman is technically the starter, but oh. I think Raheem outplayed him to a huge degree last week. So I'd go Burita because of the workload and type of and, and the way they use him. Mostert, because he's coming off the hot game, demonstrated his value. And Coleman has been a plotter. He has not been good. He's in third, in my oh-so-humble opinion. Don't do Coleman. Absolutely not. As far as the other options, you know, the Saints, you know, they have been beatable through the air. That is where you beat the Saints. They're 17th best in the NFL, so right around middle of the pack. Jimmy G, you know, I, I think he would be a fine stream. You know, there's other good options. I would take Tannehill, for example, over him. I would take Baker Mayfield over Jimmy G this week even with the hand injury. As far as his receiving options, George Kittle, uh, he's been limited in practice. He is expected to play. Emmanuel Sanders, you know, we've really seen a a fall off the cliff from Emmanuel Sanders. Mm -hmm. Debo Samuel is coming off of some hot, hot games. I'd play Debo. I think he's in that Robbie Anderson, Will Fuller vein of player, uh, and he's more consistent than those other two people. So Me too. Debo, yeah. I think he's locked and loaded. In a big game, they should rely on his unique game-breaking ability. I think you can flex Debo Samuel and feel pretty good about it. I, th- I think you can wide receiver three Debo, yeah. Debo Samuel. Exactly. Wide receiver two. No, I'm just kidding. It's too far. Uh, Kittle and Debo Samuel, no Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I want Sanders to prove it to me once again. He does still seem to be nursing an injury. Uh, so I think you're right. Debo, Kittle, that's that's where I'd roll. And Burita. I'll throw Burita in that start category. Yeah, yeah. Over to the Saints side of the ball. 49ers defense is elite. Um, if they're not the best defense in the NFL, they're right up there. They're close. They're close. They, they've kind of fallen off in their rushing defense. They've been beaten up pretty bad last couple weeks, but their passing defense is still top notch. And it's not their fault. They faced just absolutely nightmare matchups. So, um, you know, here's how I would approach the saints team. Drew Brees. I think you can start. He is a bona fide superstar. Yeah. Are they at home? Is the saints game in new Orleans? 
Yes. So okay. it is at the Superdome. It's in the Superdome. You're starting Breeze. You're starting Thomas. Alvin Kamara has been a disappointment, but he's a unique game breaker, uh, and he's involved in the right. passing game. So you're. Yep. I'm starting Alvin Kamara with confidence. Me too. Uh, I think he has a good chance to get a touchdown and over 100 total yards. The guy just gets it done. Uh, yep. Other than that, though, Jared Cook, would you be tempted no. to start Cook? No. no. <laughs> yeah, he's in, my, he's in my set of the week. So Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, yeah. This is a really tough matchup, but you're playing these the three studs from the Saints. It's Thomas, mm-hmm. it's Kamara, it's Breeze. Yep, that's it. Bada bing, bada boom. Pick Easy. a winner. Saints. As much as I hate to say it. Damn you. I was going to take the Saints, and I thought it was going to be a hot take. No. no. Who dat? That's the Saints. Actually, oh, you know what? I don't want the Saints to win. I'll, I'll take that back. You're taking it back. I'll take it back. You're going the Niners? Give me the Niners. All right. Brendan. Wow. Um, I I have to go to the Saints for this. There I love is. the 49ers, but I have to go to the Saints. Yeah. You they, love they, the 49ers? They're I the do. underdogs. Well, they're the I. So here's the thing. Um, I shouldn't say they're my favorite team in the division because that has to go to the Cardinals, um, but they're good. So <laughs> It's the reason why well we like the 49ers because yeah. they're going up against the Saints. And we Brandon, don't like I can them. see where you're the analyst. Or yeah. why, why are you the producer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. they're good. They're my favorite I mean, team. Well, the, the thing is, I didn't expect anything out of the 49ers coming into the season, yep. and that's why I like them so much. It's fun. So, they're underdogs. Yeah, they're you like just, to the underdogs. There's so much fun. And that's I, I, I picked up the defense, too, in fantasy, and they've just been killing it for me. So yeah. <laughs> Here's a question for you, Brandon. Are you starting yeah. them this week, the defense? I'm not starting them this week. <laughs> I yeah. um, Unfortunately... I, I playing matchups here. Uh, there was a better defense that was available. I picked up the Ravens defense. I'm going with them over the uh, the 49ers this week. Ooh. That is respectable. Yeah, yeah. I I'll take the 49ers. Uh, I yeah. wouldn't say I'm as much of a slam dunk with it, but you know what? I'll take I'll take the shot with the handsome one and Kyle Shanahan. There you go. Next up, we have the game of the week. Uh, game, <laughs> game of the week. The just. Absolutely rising superstars, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns. I'm excited for this one, honestly. You you are. This might be the highest scoring game of the week. Get out of here. Second highest. I think, okay, spoiler, it's going to be the Dolphins-Jets highest highest scoring game of the week. But Bengals-Browns, I think, is going to be a barn burner. I'm stoked. Both of these defenses are beatable. The Browns' passing defense is solid. But their yeah. rushing defense is low. Bengals are bad everywhere. I'm expecting a huge game from everybody. Let's start with the Bengals. Everybody? I think this is going to be a better I game think... than anybody expects. No, I think there's one player on the Bengals that I like this week. I like Andy Dalton this week. No. I like Tyler Boyd this week. No. I like John Ross this week. No. I like, no, I'm kidding. That's it. Oh, gosh. Um, I thought you were going to say Tyler Eifert, and I was going <laughs> to, oh, my God. I was going to have, like, a hernia or All something. All right. Let me recap that. Okay. I'm mostly teasing you. I okay. do like Andy Dalton this week. I'm not starting him, but I think he's going to be good. The only person I'm going to start is Tyler Boyd. And not only that, I'm going to start him with confidence. Um, John wow. Ross is coming back this week, but I don't, I don't know how – what his workload is going to look like. And especially in, in playoffs, you're not going to play that game. So you can pick him up and roster him to see what it turns out. He started out the season hot. 
But no, Tyler Boyd, you know, we've seen this chemistry with Andy Dalton and yeah. he destroys with, with Andy Dalton. He had such a good game last week and I expect it to continue. This Browns team is just in a free fall. Uh, and I think Boyd will be able to get it done against this Browns defense. Yeah, if there's anyone where you can try to convince me, it would be Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd to me is he he I'm back and forth. I'm um I can't decide between Shut up. Tyler no, Boyd. No, he's good. But it, I I would say if you need to start him then you'll then he'll be fine. I don't even think in a need to start situation. I think he's a wide receiver 3. Wow. Yeah, you think a lot more highly of him than I do, but I th- well, I think that he'll be okay. I'm not, I'm not expecting a big week from him, but I think he'll be serviceable. Well, Andrew, is there anybody else from the Bengals that you're interested in starting? The one man I'm excited for on the Bengals team, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Yeah, no, I, oh, I agree. I think he's a start. Mixon. And I want yeah. to point out, in the last two games, Tyler Boyd, <laughs> oh, back to Tyler bless Boyd. his heart, two games ago, he had a touchdown and over 100 yards, nine great. targets. And then last week, 10 targets for almost 60 yards and a touchdown. He is a stud with Andy Dalton. And even without Andy Dalton, he got it done. So I think Tyler Boyd's a wide receiver three with upside. Um, you're going to hate it, but I dig it. Give me Boyd. Yeah. Mixon, like you said, is a start. Don't overthink yeah, it. Start. Over start. to the Brown side of the ball. Baker Mayfield is a question mark. He suffered a hand injury. And he also had my favorite quote of the week. This is one that I say quite often as well. Mama didn't raise no wuss. When asked if he was going to play, that's the kind of quarterback quote I love. Mm -hmm. Mama didn't raise no wuss. Exactly. I have him ranked pretty lowly this week. Uh, I think he is going to be playing at less than 100%, unfortunately, with his hand injury. Uh, As a quarterback, that's relatively important. But I do think this team continues to uh, be effective. You know, you're starting Jarvis Landry, you're starting Josh Gordon, starting Chubb, starting Hunt, and I think you can have high expectations for all of them. I think the biggest X factor in this game is going to be Baker Mayfield. If he's at 100%, this team can score 50 points. It's going to be a blowout. Yeah, and if he's, you know, if he's at 70%, you know, I think everybody could still be effective. I think they might be a little more run heavy if he's more injured than what it appears. So it'll be interesting. Run game, I really like no matter what. Um, but passing game, I think, is obviously very dependent on Baker uh, and how how close to 100% he's feeling. Yeah, and that's why I like Jarvis Landry. Uh, I like Jarvis Landry this week. I'm fading on Odell Beckham, though. I mean, it's hard not to. Odell Beckham struggled this year. But, you know, we've seen how talented he is. You know the name, the man, the legend. And it's the Bengals, so <laughs> it is the Bengals. But he's only had two. Odell Beckham's only had two games where he got over a hundred receiving yards. I don't. I don't like that at all. All right. Would you rather start Robbie Anderson against the Dolphins or Odell Beckham Jr. against the Bengals? Robbie Anderson. What about Jameson Crowder? Well, Crowder is dealing with an injury, but he, he's questionable. So I would go. Beckham? Hmm. No, no, I'd go Crowder. I still go Crowder. I if if Baker was at full health, then I would be a little bit little bit more higher yeah. on Odell Beckham. But yeah. no, I think Jarvis Landry and Jarvis Landry only. Alright, here's another one for you. John Brown, Odell Beckham Jr. John Brown. 
Zach Pascal, Odell Beckham Jr. Ooh, Zach Pascal, because worst wow. defense. Wow. Worst are... defense. So 30, <laughs> going up against the Buccaneers, the 31st worst defense yeah, in the league. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think at the very oh, least, yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. can get 80 yards, uh, and I'll take that happily. And I think that's bare minimum. I don't know. Yeah, he's just, he's been super disappointing this year, and I just don't want any part of it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think everybody's going to do great. Baker Mayfield, I think, is – I have him ranked around the 15th best quarterback this week. Yeah. Uh, it would have been a lot higher. He has the upside of being top five if he's mm-hmm. able to be 100% healthy. So yep. we'll see how it turns out. I think this is going to be a really high-scoring game. And I like Andy Dalton with the Bengals. I think they are a lot better as a team uh, because of it. So you know what? You're going to pick the bank. I'm picking the Browns. I'm just telling you that. Even though I think Jarvis Landry is going to have another huge game. And I think that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are just going to run all over the Bengals. You know, if it was at home for the Bengals, I might have taken the Bengals. But give me the Browns. Cleveland. Begrudgingly. Next up, we have the Panthers taking on the Falcons. Another version of a disappointable. Starting with the Panthers. They are Ron Rivera-less for the first time this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> first time this week and first time this year. There you go. He was, I think, the third longest tenured coach in football. Wow. So sad to see him go. I actually really liked Riverboat Ron, but all things yeah. all things fall apart. Mm-hmm. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Oh. That too. Yeah. Greg Olson is most likely going to miss this week with a concussion. And grieving the loss of Ron Riviera. Ron Rivera. Not Riviera. I think that's the actual reason. <laughs> grief. Yeah. yeah, it's just grief. He's sad. As far as the options, Kyle Allen, I'm not interested in a start. Uh, this nope. Falcons defense is actually showing up a little bit more, uh, but I've also seen the highs and lows of Allen. I'm not mm. rolling that dice. I've gotten Ab- burned this year. Yeah. DJ Moore, start with confidence. He is an elite wide so- receiver. Uh, I think he's a top 15 play. I could say top 10. Yeah. yeah, no, I think you could pretty easily make that argument. Mm-hmm. Um, Curtis Samuel showed up in a big way last week. Again, he is hyper-efficient with touchdowns, um, but you know his downside is 40 yards. Would you yeah. be tempted to play him against this Falcons team? I'm tempted. I'm really tempted to play him. <laughs> he's he, he's very touchdown-dependent. Uh, we kind of compared him to a to a tight end. If he gets a touchdown, you're happy. If not, then you're upset because he doesn't get many yards. Um, I say I say start him. Very hesitantly, but I say start him. I think he can put up some numbers against Atlanta. So yeah, I think he's a fine flex. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think this is gonna be the McCaffrey show, obviously. Uh, and I don't think they'll need to do much else outside of that. So I think there'll be enough meat on the bone for DJ Moore enough meat on the bone for McCaffrey and Samuel. He's touchdown bust. So, you know, I I think he's a flex similar Mm -hmm. to a Mark Andrews. I actually think of Mark Andrews and Curtis Samuel very similarly. Um, You're very different people, but yeah. Yeah. I I think he's a, a flex with a borderline bench in my opinion. You think Mark Andrews could be borderline bench? No, I like Mark Andrews more. Oh, I mean, okay. Mark Andrews is a bona fide stud at the tight end position. But like, if you could have Mark Andrews as a flex, would you flex oh. Andrews or would you flex Samuel? I would go, uh, ooh, I'll go 
Andrews. Yeah, and and I would too. I see what you mean there? It's yes. Very close. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it for the Panthers. I'll break it down there over to the Falcons side of the ball. I want to remind you of the WWE. There is a wrestler called the undertaker. Love the undertaker. Just when you think he's done, he yeah. comes back. He comes back from the grave, similar to Devonte yeah, Freeman. The Panthers are a atrocious run defense. Mm-hmm. They have been getting absolutely murdered on the ground. They have been giving up a ton of points this year to running backs. Devonte Freeman used to be good. This year, he is not the same person. He's not running as effectively. However, he is getting the work. He had, I believe, over 15 carries last week. If he gets that against this Panthers defense... He's going to be able to put up yardage for sure, and I think there's a good chance he gets a touchdown. You know, I, I think a, I think a hundred total yards and a touchdown is not that outside the realm of possibility for Devonte Freeman this week. So I think Devonte Freeman is a sneaky start. I think bolster it's your weird. expectations. Yeah. As far as receiving options, Julio, I hope he plays. If he does play, I'm starting him. Ridley, if he plays, I'm starting him. Matt yeah. Ryan, I think, is a serviceable stream. I don't think he's an auto lock, but I think you can you can start him if you have him. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you there. And Austin Hooper is questionable, questionable, but if he plays, you start him just because he's amazing. Yeah. No, I I'm there with you as much as it pains me. That sums up the Falcons. These yeah. two teams give me the Falcons, Falcons since they're at home. I'll take the. Mm, oh, this sucks. I, I kind of wanted to go to the Falcons, but then I keep thinking of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I'm going to go Falcons. I I think that Devonta Freeman is going to have such a good game this week. So, yeah. 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 I yep. am with you, my friend. This oh, next sorry. game is the game, other than the Packers, oh, yeah. this is what I'm most excited for. It's fun. I'm excited. Dolphins versus Jets. My bet for the highest scoring game of the week I'm excited. This is yeah, a yeah. just... Yeah, me too. I, I can't swear on this podcast, but it is an absolute bleep show of epic proportions. Both of these teams have nothing to lose. They have offenses that can shockingly explode with no reason. Adam Gase was a crappy coach for both of these teams. <laughs> I, it, yeah. I'm stoked. I think this is going to be an awesome, awesome game, and I want pieces of it. Starting with the Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick... I think is a stream this week. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he can be a, a top eight quarterback. Mm-hmm. We've seen him rush on the ground when I think he does a little bit of that this week. Uh, this is yeah. a revenge game for Fitzpatrick. And really, any game he plays, there's like a one in three chance it's, it's a revenge game. Chance. Yeah. I think it's McCown who's the only person who's like played on more teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're BFFs. Um, yeah, so I'm starting Fitzpatrick. I think he's a fine stream. I think he's a a top 10 quarterback actually this week. Yep. And if you have his best friend, Devontae Parker. Devontae freaking Parker. Imagine those two on the same team. Who would have thunk? Oh my gosh. They are on the same team. What? No, no, I'm saying on the same fantasy team. Oh. (laughs) Both of them on the same fantasy team. Yeah, no, it, it can certainly happen. Um, you know, I think Fitzpatrick is pretty widely available. If you have Parker, you're starting him. He is a absolute star. He's been getting it done. He 
I think since week six, he's been like the third highest scoring wide receiver. Yeah. He's a stud. You're starting him. He's getting it done. And oh, not yeah. he's not even just getting lucky. He's making really good plays. So locked and loaded, stud. Gasicki. Are you interested in starting Gasicki against this Jets defense? I kind of want to. He had a good game last week, got a touchdown. Um oh man. I think that I think that he's a, a solid streamable option. Um, I do like other people better, like, you know, Kyle Rudolph, Jack Doyle, Ryan Griffin, I like even better. But I think you can't go wrong with Kasicki this week. I think it's a touchdown dependent player, um, but I think that he has a good chance to get a touchdown this game. Yeah, he's scored in two consecutive games. Fitzpatrick does have eyes for him. I think he's a fine stream. You know, I'm trying to think where I have him in the realm of. You know, I'd, I'd have him as high end tight end two. Uh, yeah, like obviously Jack Doyle, you're starting over this guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think, man, I'm I would totally blanking. Kaseki over Jared Cook, hmm. but lower than Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. I think Kyle Rudolph is a, a much better play this week, but Kaseki's interesting. I think Kaseki over, uh, uh, over Goddard. Yeah. That's I, I think that's close, but I'm right there with you. It's very close, but yeah, I'm going other than that, they're done with Bellage. They're being replaced by, I mean, just a, a mess of human beings behind that. I'm not even going to tell you who they are because it shouldn't matter. You're not going to think about it. It's all terrible. Yeah, this is a, a bad offensive line, a bad run game. They're running back desperate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think Zach, Zach Zenner is one of their leading contenders for touches in the backfield, which is yeah, gross. Their leading rusher last week, Patrick Layard. I don't know how to pronounce it. Ten carries, five yards, and a touchdown. He averaged half a yard carry. Which somehow they got worse than Bellage. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so really it's Fitzpatrick, maybe Gesicki, and for sure Parker. Over to the Jets side of the ball. Same thing. Fire everybody up. Everyone. Honestly, I am starting Sam Darnold, even though he burned you last week. Since they're at home, I think he can get it done this week against the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson, I think, makes a big play. I think he can get it done against the Dolphins. Yeah. Jamison Crowder, if he's if he's active, I think you can start him as, as a flex play. And Robbie, mm-hmm. I think, is a flex play as well. Um, Ryan Griffin, I think, is a low-end tight end one. He's been involved recently. He has shown a connection with Darnold. They're going to get done. You know, he's in a role... Uh, his role in this offense is really profitable. And against a terrible Dolphins defense, you can do a lot worse when it comes to tight ends. So Absolutely. 60 yards and you're hoping for a touchdown. That's top top 10 tight end production for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else? Uh, Le'Veon Bell, you know, you're starting. Start, he hasn't yeah. blown you away, but neither does this defense. So <laughs> you're starting Bell. It's a good way to put it. Yeah, let's see. Bell, Darnold, Crowder, Anderson, Griffin. That's a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. And and I do like Robbie Anderson quite a bit this week. Um, You know, he's put it together for the last three weeks. He's put together some good games. So I I think he's somebody I'm quite a bit higher on than most others. Yeah. Especially in one of those, if you need a boom play this week, I think he's a good one to, to uh, deliver it. These two teams, give me the jets begrudgingly. Yeah, same here. I want to cheer for the Dolphins. I want the Dolphins to win, but I I think the Jets at home and they they just got better playmakers on their team. So, 
or more playmakers, I should say. Yes, you should. Yeah. Next up, we have the Chargers taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chargers, they are one of the most disappointing teams in football. They are just, I think, giving up life. They're at this weird cycle. You know how when, when, a, when a star starts to die, it starts changing its form, then it explodes? Uh, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really know that. Oh, okay. So that's how I'm, it goes. Scientist. <laughs> You know, I'm not either. I'm not either. I did watch a YouTube video once. Um, However, I think this Chargers offense is falling apart. This Chargers team is falling apart. I think they're pretty close to giving up on the season. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes me really nervous. This Jacksonville Jaguar team, I wouldn't say it's a great team, uh, but I think this is a solid team, and I think that's going to be enough to push the Chargers down. I agree. Philip Rivers, don't start. Don't stream. He looks very... Eli Manning-like, early 2019. So I, I don't think he can get it done against this Jacksonville Jaguar defense. Mm-hmm. Even without Jalen Ramsey, this passing defense is top 12 in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think they do enough to shut down this offense. You're starting Melvin Gordon. He should be able to get it done on the ground. Jaguars' rushing defense is vulnerable, so I do yeah. expect them to run it. I'd start Eckler. I'd start Gordon. Keenan Allen, I think, is a big question mark this week. Uh, I feel like you need to start him. You know, I, I feel like you do need to start him, but I think he might have another 40-yard game. I He got he was productive last week against the Broncos. Yeah. He played, the, he played the Broncos twice this year. The first time he played the Broncos, he had 18, 18 total yards. yards. He was shadowed by Chris Harris. Last week... He was not shadowed by Chris Harris. He was allowed room to roam, and he blew up because of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the same Keenan Allen, and I know for sure this is not the same Philip Rivers. You know, I think a 40-yard game is what I'm expecting for Keenan Allen. So right. I, I think I'm leaning towards benching Keenan Allen if I've got him. I I would still start him. He's got two touchdowns in the last two games. He isn't getting a lot of yards, but I think that there's no one on the Jaguars that's even close to to Chris Harris. So I think that Keenan Allen could could be okay. I think he's startable. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to take the bold claim. I'm going to say sit Keenan Allen. It's playoffs. Yeah. You got to you got to play got to play the what, game, my friend. What happened to start your studs? I don't think Allen is a stud anymore. He's still like what top top twenty wide receiver. He's tenth, top ten wide receiver of the year. Hmm. I say I say start him. Well, we made our bed. Now we have to lie in yeah. it. Uh, Mike Williams not interested. Nope. This is a good pass defense, and Mike Williams is barely a start against bad defenses. Agreed. Over on the Jacksonville side of the ball, Chargers rushing defense is pretty middle of the pack but their passing defense is shockingly top five in the NFL. They're fourth best in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I think that really limits what Chark is going to be able to do. Yeah. Um, Casey Hayward got torched last week by Sutton, um, by Drew Locke. Gross. However, Minshew Magic, I'm a believer. I'm excited he's back but I don't think he's better than Casey Hayward. And I don't think he's better than this defense. I, I, like, I like Westbrook more than uh, DD this week. DJ. Yeah. 
I'm actually not interested in Gardner Minshew as a stream either. He's yep, on my agreed. He's in my sit of the week. My nay of the wow. week. Wow. So. Bold claim. Sitting yeah. the backup quarterback. Way to go. Gardner Minshew's gonna start. He's the starting quarterback. Top level analysis. The, the, wow. We'll talk about, we'll talk I say sit Keenan Allen, you say sit Gardner Minshew. You're yeah. a jerk. And who can make the boldest decision? I say sit Brett Favre this week if he's in your league. This is, this is who, who we think is going to do good and who we don't. You suck. People, Gardner Minshew did pretty. He didn't do too bad last game when he got subbed in, and uh, I think that a lot of people are trying to hop back on that Minshew train, and I don't think it's going to work out. Yeah, I changed my sit of the week to Tyler Eifert. <laughs> what are you talking? Why do you make fun of Gardner Minshew's? It's Actually, I think a solid pick for a uh, for an A. Hmm. Well, a yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not expecting a whole lot from Minshew as well. So if you yeah. were tempted to start him, listen to Andrew. Maybe don't don't go down that road. Uh, DJ Chark, I'm not expecting a whole lot from. I think DD Westbrook. I think he's a solid play. I think he's a flex. Um, I think he can hover right around sixty to seventy five yards and potentially get a touchdown because the coverage will be focused on. On Chark, DJ yeah. Chark. Do, yep. do, do. I agree with you there. Fournette, he's a must start. He's involved. He's a workhorse. He can get it done. Yeah. Anybody else on this team you're tempted? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. All right. These two Just teams, give Fournette. me the Jags. Yep. Andrew, are Jack. you familiar with what the term Jag is when it comes to football? Uh, I guess not. So in football, when you call somebody a Jag, it stands for just another guy. So oh, it's okay. always very funny to me when the Jaguars are referred to as the Jags. So yeah, a little, little fun insider info for you there. Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the New England Patriots. This will be a fun one. Yeah. yeah, especially as a football lover, maybe not in fantasy football, but for people no, who love the game, this should be a good one. The High-flying Chiefs taking on the stout defense of the Patriots and the defensive mastermind, Bill Belichick. There's two coaches that I think have had the biggest impact on football. They have the most coaching trees. You know, their disciples go on to be head coaches and successful. It's Andy Reid and it's Bill Belichick. You know, those are two, two coaches that have, you know, really left huge impact on this NFL uh, that we know and love. These are two mastermind coaches. Obviously, Belichick is better than Reed, but this is a really good fight. The Chiefs mm-hmm. have an amazing offense. Patriots have an amazing defense. This should be a good one. Starting with the Chiefs, the biggest question mark people have is Tyreek Hill. He is a auto start in any situation, except mm-hmm. Stephon Gilmore. You are the resident Gilmore truther. Tell me how you're approaching Tyreek Hill this week. Um, I think that he is good enough to still start because of that chance where he can just break out. He can have one big play and get, you know, a 70 yard receiving touchdown. Um, I would start him very hesitantly though, because he is going up, up against the best corner in the game. So start with low expectations. He's not going to win you the, the game this week when you the league. Yeah. Let me make my case. Okay. Andy Reid's no dummy. He knows to win. He needs to get Tyreek Hill engaged and disruptive. He plays Tyreek Hill in a ton of different ways. Yes, he runs straight down the field very fast, but he mm-hmm. also includes him on reverses, pitches, 
he has a lot of involvement on the ground game, and I think they're going to utilize that uh, to a pretty high extent this week against this Patriots defense. You know, Tyreek Hill's a disruptor, and he's a playmaker. The way you beat this Patriots defense is giving the ball to your best player, which Mm -hmm. seems pretty straightforward, and I think Reed is going to really rely on that. I think this Mahomes-Hill connection will be good, Uh, and I I think Tyreek Hill, at the very worst, is going to get you 70 yards through the air and the ground combined. And he has the upside. You've seen it. He has a 40 point upside, even against a stout defense like this. That's why you got to start him. Yep. Yeah. I'm starting Tyreek Hill. I'm starting Travis Kelsey. This is a nightmare matchup, but Mahomes is a master. He's a maestro. Mm -hmm. And Kelsey is the number two option. You know, Gilmore can only cover one person at a time. So if he's covering Hill, Travis Kelsey is a beast of a man. And I think he gets enough done to warrant a start in this tight end landscape. Mm -hmm. If you have a league where, you know, it's just flexes, I wouldn't necessarily flex Travis Kelsey, but for a tight end only spot, Kelsey is a start. That's a good spot. Mahomes starting him, sitting him. How do you feel? You got to start him. Yep. I agree. 100%. The running game is disgusting this week. Terrible. Not only is it a horrible matchup, it is a horrible backfield committee. Daryl Williams was placed on IR. Damien Williams is hurt with a ribs injury. Spencer Ware is back. LaShawn McCoy is a thing. I'm avoiding it. Uh, even Don't if touch. yeah, even yeah. if they weren't facing the Patriots, I think I would avoid it entirely. It's, it's too confusing. You don't know what they're going to do. You got both the Williams on IR now. You got Darwin Thompson somewhere in the mix. LaShawn McCoy, who we think is going to get most of the carries, but I he's just not as good as he used to be. So I don't want any part of the Chiefs run game against the fifth best rushing defense in the league. Agreed. Uh, Over to the Patriots side of the ball. This is another weird situation where, you know, this offense is out of sync. Uh, I'm not starting Tom Brady. Nope. I am starting Julian Edelman. Uh, He's just, he's just one of those players that get it done. You're starting no matter what, especially Mm -hmm. in Foxborough. The other options are, enough to give one anxiety. James White is coming off a monster game. I don't think he's going to have a big game this week. I think he can get you a solid 60 yards guaranteed, and you're hoping for a touchdown. Uh, I think he can get that done. Uh, I think he is one of the safest plays in PPR, half-point PPR, and even standard. I think he's going to get you, you know, six to eight points. And if I am in a close contest or I'm projected to win, I'm going to play James White. He is is safe. Absolutely. And they should need to play an aggressive type of offense against this Chiefs team. I think they might need to play catch-up and be kind of that that aggressive team. And I think that fits James White better than Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle, I'm sitting this week. Yeah, and this week with uh, what Patriot running back do you start? You go White over Michelle. Yes, agreed. Anybody else worth mentioning? There's no tight end I want to play. It's Julian no. Edelman. It's James White, I think, is going to be the second best receiver on this team. Not starting Ooh, Brady. I'm not starting Brady. I don't want anything to do with any of the other wide receivers. I don't want Dorsett. I don't want Sanu, who's questionable. Here's here's a start question. Okay. Patriots defense. Yeah. Starter seat. Oh. Um, man, that's tough. 
that is a tough one. I think you start him. I think uh, you need to start Mahomes him. has shown this year that he is not a alien. He is not yeah. a superhuman. He's fantastic, but he's not playing at MVP levels. He's no Lamar Jackson. I think you start him. You know, they're at home. They're at Foxborough. It should be a chilly game. And, you know, I think this defense does its job. You know, I think the score, I don't think you'll necessarily get a ton of points from a low score. But, man, I think they're going to get turnovers. I think they're going to pressure Mahomes. And really, all they have is Kelsey and Hill. They don't really have any other particular game breakers. Yeah, here's a funny stat. Uh, the Patriots defense have scored more points than Mark Ingram. Yeah. I mean, more that sums it up right there. More points than Chris Carson. Ugh. So, yeah, I think that they're, it, it's weird to say that they're matchup proof, but I would almost say that they, you need to start them no matter what. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you there. You're talking about a defense like that. But well, yeah. if you're starting them against the Chiefs, you're starting them no matter what. Every so, week, yeah. yeah, no, I think Patriots defense is a start. Definitely lower your expectations. They're not going to have a, a huge game, but I think they have a good opportunity here to be, you know, better than average defense. You know, Absolutely. they'd be better than anybody else you could stream. Yeah. These two teams. Uh, I hate it. I got to go Patriots. You know what? Yeah, do it. Give me the Chiefs. There it is. Yeah. Disagreements, Brendan. Hey. Uh, I am going with the Patriots. All right. That was quick. No explanation needed. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. the Patriots. That's it. I get it. Next oh, up, it. we have the worst team in the in the NFL, the Tennessee Titans taking on the Oakland Raiders. Andrew, you must be drooling. These are these are your two favorite teams. I don't know what to do. These two teams are very exciting this season. Um, oh, I hate both of them so much. Start, Tannehill's got to be one of the best flex op- flex options this week, right? Well, he's a quarterback, so I think he's more of a stream. Than or not flex. flex, stream. Stream is the word that I'm thinking of. See what you did? I'm too excited about this game. Yeah, I mean... That's right. He is... <laughs> I'm going to call Mark... <laughs> oh, boy, what are you doing? You couldn't even get... You started a joke, you couldn't even get through it. Ryan Tannehill is yeah. a salmon because he is a stream this week. Wow, that was <laughs> not not worth the wait. I'm sorry. No, he is the canoe of which I'm using to stream. I think Ryan Tannehill is a is a great start this week. They should absolutely tear up this Raiders defense. I think you start everyone on the Titans. I think you start Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. I feel like you start AJ Brown. I yeah, you can. There's an argument there to be made for AJ Brown this week. Derrick Henry stud oh he's gonna have a heck of a game man other than that i'm not as excited you know delaney walker not not gonna play that game with uh old man walker Mm -mm. yeah but aj brown he's a wide receiver i want in this offense i think he's in that vein of robbie anderson's you know he's that game breaker and Tannehill's gonna put up numbers and if i had to choose a dart that he's gonna throw it to it'd be aj brown Mm mm-hmm I agree. Yeah, Corey Davis and AJ Brown are both questionable, uh, but it looks like both of them are going to play. I like AJ Brown a lot better. Had a rough game last week against the Colts, only putting up 45 yards. Week before that, though, against Jacksonville, 135 yards and a touchdown. So, like you said, it's very, very boomer bust, kind of like Robbie Anderson. I think this could be a good week for him. 
I'm expecting a boom over to the Raiders side of the ball coming off of a just atrocious loss. Um, Yeah, this is a team that just doesn't quite know who they are yet. And it's kind of funny because they're also moving to Las Vegas. To Vegas. I'm not playing the car. Uh, The human Malibu, I'm not going to get excited about. He can get Uh, you from point A to point B, but you're not going to feel all that great about it. I don't like Carr. He caps this offense. Josh Jacobs is projected to be a game-time decision, but I do think he'll play. And if he plays, you're playing him. You know, he's... He's got a huge workload. You know, I wish he'd be involved more in the passing game, uh, but even without a whole lot of involvement in the passing game, he's mm-hmm. he's a start. He's an auto start if he's healthy. It, it is weird because he actually played last game with, uh, if I'm, I think I'm got this correct. He had a shoulder fracture and he's still, that's what he's doing with right now. But he, I think he played last game with the fracture. So that's why he is a game time decision, but it, you're right. He is going to play or he's projected to play this week. And that, I think that's the only guy I like uh, Waller. Yeah. Can't forget about Darren Waller. Yeah. I think Waller is solid this week. Um, the Titans do have a, a pretty solid rushing defense, mm-hmm. um, but their passing defense is 27th best. So they are definitely beatable through the air. Tyra yep. Williams. Do you have any interest? No, the, if it wasn't playoffs, maybe I can make an argument for him. But you want to go with someone more safe in the playoffs. I think that if there's any week for Tyra Williams to to kind of come back from the shadows, I think this could be the game because uh, the Titans do not have a good passing defense. They're 27th best in the league. Um, but it, it's the playoffs, and you got to go with someone who you know is going to put up more than eight yards a game, which is nine yards a game, which is what he did last week. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think he has major upside. Uh, I actually really like Williams this week. You know, like you said, Tennessee Titans, they are a very generous pass defense. And the Titans are going to just put up major points on this Raiders team. So I think they're mm-hmm. going to need to be able to play catch up to some extent. Waller's great, but he can't do everything. Yeah, if there's any week uh, to do it. Same thing with Josh Jacobs. So I think if you need a desperation play, I think Tyrell Williams is probably a little bit better than a desperation play. So I think he's a solid flex this week. I like his opportunity against this Titans defense. Yeah, I'll put him as desperation. Um, yeah, it sums up the Raiders in this game. Give me the Titans. Give me the Titans. Yeah, I, the best in the NFL. Just, just gross. The next game we are previewing is the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Arizona Cardinals. This Steelers team is a very different look than it was at the beginning of the season. Juju Smith-Schuster is not expected to play. It's projected to be the Delvin Hodges show once again. He played well last week. James Conner was ruled out for week 14. It's going to be Benny Snell again. So if you've got Snell, I think you can start him. This Cardinals defense is bad. So start Snell if you've got him. Other than that, James Washington would be the only receiver you'd be considering. Um, You know... Cardinals defense is literally the worst in the NFL. Yeah. So, you know, he's gosh, dang it. Once again, in that hail Mary vein of Robbie Anderson, AJ Brown, I think you can, you can start him as a flex. Um, if you want somebody safe, I would not start Washington. I put him higher than AJ Brown on here. I think he's had two great games, touchdown in each, almost a hundred yards in each. Um, I think that 
with Juju out again, he's the obvious number one receiver. And I think that he can, uh, I think he can get hundred plus in touchdown. Yeah, he very easily could. Uh, but I would take AJ Brown and Tannehill over Hodges and James Washington. Well, I mean, if we're, if we're putting the quarterbacks in there as well, well no, that's I was throwing them the ball. So I no, would, I, I think that I like, I like Hodges. I, I James Washington is going to do better than AJ Brown this week. This is what so. it comes down to me. I trust Ryan Tannehill more than I trust Hodges. So granted, Washington could have a great game. You know, we've seen him put it together a couple games in a row, but I, I don't trust Hodges. So at this point, I'd rather go with a quarterback I trust against a bad defense. Because, there, I mean, Andrew, there's not much of a difference between the Raiders' defense, 27th best, and the Cardinals' defense, who's 32nd best. These are both bad defenses. So at I just trust Tannehill more. So I'd go Brown over uh, Washington, but I, you know, I think they're close. You know, they're that they're the solid boom play for the flex position. So I think if Washington put up 111 yards and a touchdown against the Cleveland Browns last week, I think he can put up more than that against the Cardinals. We will see my friend over to the Cardinals side of the ball. Kyler Murray is apparently dealing with a little bit of an injury, but he is expected to play. This is this is a good Steelers defense. Uh, the rushing defense is 12th best. Passing defense is 7th best. I think they are going to be able to limit what Murray does. I like Murray, but because he's hurt, it's, it is limiting his, his rushing ability, which a lot of his value is tied up in. Anybody who excite, is there anybody who excites you on this Cardinals team? I'm not excited it, about Drake. You know, I, I think he's a yeah, flex play at best in a tough matchup. Receivers. Not, not even. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to start Kirk. I don't want to start Fitz. Nope. There's no one on the Cardinals offense that I like this week. That's, that's it. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Uh, are you willing to sit them? Are you willing to sit Drake? Are you willing to sit Kirk? It's one thing to not yeah. like them. It's another thing to sit them. Sit them. Yeah. Yeah. I would sit them. Interesting. I would I would start Kenyon Drake. Uh, I don't love him, uh, but I'd start him. He's the starting running back for a team at home. You know they they're going to want to keep this low scoring. And they're going to try to rush it. So I'd start Kenyon Drake, but I wouldn't have huge expectations for him. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I don't think the Steelers defense is really good. So I'm not. I don't want anything to do with the Cardinals offense. Steelers versus Cardinals. Give me the Steelers. Steelers. Seahawks facing the Rams. Seahawks are coming off of a uh, a narrow win. Yeah. Some of the weapons, however, had a, a confusing game. Mm-hmm. Chris Carson coming off of a bizarre game where he got hurt and lost work to Penny. How do you break down the Seahawks running backs situation? Uh, here's the issue is if, I think if Carson is still if Carson's full health, which it looks like he is, I think they're still going to have him as that number one running back. I mean, even when Carson got hurt, he still put up some good numbers in that game: twenty three carries, one hundred two yards, and a touchdown. So I think you start Carson and Penny in this game. Wow, I would not start Penny. You would not start um, Penny. I think it's going to be a sixty forty split. Uh, in favor of Carson. So I'd start Carson. I agree there. Um, I agree there. But Penny's involved in the passing game. Here's a way. Th- oh, man. Going. Here's the thing. The Rams rushing defense is 13th best in the NFL, and they're playing at home. Uh, this is going to be – I'm not all that excited about Chris Carson, 
but I don't want the the second player in this backfield. So yeah, I, I'm not starting Penny. I think Penny is an extremely valuable handcuff, and I think mm-hmm. he if they're like playing the Cardinals, then yes, I'd start Penny. But against the Rams, I don't know if they're gonna you know get the chance to run willy nilly like they did against the Vikings. So I'm starting Carson. Rashad Penny, uh, it sounds like you're higher on than I am. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm higher on I I like him more than, than Kenyon Drake this week, which is weird. But Yeah, I certainly see where you're coming from with that. Um, I would take Kenyon Drake just because of the guaranteed workload. But no, Rashad Penny, is in, he's a more dynamic player. This Rams defense just doesn't give up those kinds of huge plays. Um, yeah, no, I, I think you... I have lowered expectations for Penny. It sounds like you're excited about him. I think we can both agree. Play Chris Carson. Tough matchup, but, you know, and he's a fumble away from never playing again. But you got to start him. He's been effective when he plays. As far as receiving options, Tyler Lockett crushed you last week. A big zero for zero. Do you trust him in this game? Oh, you got to start him (laughs) to me. Yeah, no, unfortunately, two things are going against him. Jalen Ramsey and a terrible game last week. Mm -hmm. I'm still starting him. You know, he's still a stud. He's still put up a really, really good season. You have to start him. It's gross. It's not a good feeling, but you have to start Lockett. Yeah, this is going to be a intense match. And I I think it's going to be, I honestly think, I think this might be the highest scoring game of the week hmm. yeah i uh I, it's a division i can, I can see it happening i think they know each other too good for it to be a high scoring game i think this is going to be a, a low scoring affair but let's certainly see where you're coming from yeah. dk metcalf i think has a good game with ramsey i think we'll be focused on locket a majority of the time i think that'll yeah. give metcalf the ability to do what he does run fast and create chaos um mm-hmm. you know he was fine last week. Uh, I think he'll be great this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think where I, I would have Metcalf as a wide receiver three in a pretty tough matchup. It is tough. Yeah. But he, I mean, he put up 75 yards against the Vikings. I think we can expect that if not more. Yeah. That's wide receiver three. You jerk. Yeah. No, I didn't. I wasn't disagreeing. I was agreeing with you. Uh, how do you Same feel way. about Todd Gurley? How do I feel about him? That was the question uh, I asked. I'm nervous for him this week, but I th- again, he's too good not to start. I think that Rams are in that playoff push, and they need to rely on their best weapon, which is Todd Gurley. Yeah, Seahawks have a stout run defense. They're eighth best in the NFL against running backs. However, Todd Gurley's talented. They are feeding him, uh, and that's a workload that I want a piece of. Even against yeah. a tough matchup, he's he's a running back with a, a huge share of the work. That's just not something you see a whole lot of Give me Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting a huge game, but I think he can get you 60 to 80 yards and a touchdown. A yeah, touchdown, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Uh, Jared oh, Goff. Oh, yeah. Jared Goff, no. Jared Goff's a no for me. Really? The Seahawks yeah. are the 29th best pass defense. I, no, I think there's better options. I think All players right. like Hill could be better for streaming. I do like the receiving game for the Rams. I'm sorry, who did you say would be better for streaming? Tannehill. Oh, I thought you said Taysom Hill. I'm like, I no, disagree no. so strongly. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Tannehill. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I, I am a fan of Cup this week. I'm a fan of Woods. I'm avoiding mm-hmm. Cooks just because I, I just don't know. 
I haven't seen it in a while, and I, I'm going to wait until I, I see yeah. it consistently before I start him. I agree. Yeah, I, I think Goff is a fine stream. Uh, I think the Seahawks are quite vulnerable through the air, so I think he gets a good opportunity. He's at home. I think he can make it happen. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a top 10 QB. He'll be okay. I wouldn't go top 10. I'd go top 15. But I think if you have Goff and you're planning on starting him, I'm not going to argue with you to bench him. So These two teams, give me I'm- whoever you don't pick. Okay, Seahawks. Give me the Rams. I do want to talk Tyler Higby. No. Did it, no, even if Everett's out? Because he's questionable with the knee injury. No, not Higby interested. Actually out. Everett's ruled out. Higby put up 107 yards last. 107 yards and a touchdown last week. Yeah, who is it against? That's a good point. It was against the Cardinals. Yeah. But the Cardinals have, you know, 32nd best passing defense, which is the worst. No, and not not even that. Right. Nice. Not even that. They they're thirty second against passing. Tight ends, they're thirty third best. <laughs> there's only thirty two teams in the NFL. Yeah. There yeah. there's um a whole nother weird thing the Cardinals have against tight ends that uh, it's inexplicable. Yeah, so, it's like they don't see the tight end on the field, they don't cover him. But yeah, I do have a I do have a fun stat here because I was thinking about putting Higby as my start, as my yays, but uh, the Seattle Seahawks give up the second most fantasy points to tight ends right behind the Cardinals. Yeah, so. I'm not a Higby believer. So if you want to roll that dice, go for it. I would I, much rather stream other options. Yeah, there are other options, but I think if there are no options left in your league, Higby could be a good pickup. Then What's your expectation on. for Higby this week? Expectation, 50 yards a touchdown. Oh, so your expectation is a touchdown. Well, then he's a definite stream in your opinion. I think I think that he can get a touchdown, yeah. So you're saying he's a tight end one. So if he I, scores 50 yards and a touchdown, he's going to be a top five tight end. That's I think he could finish top 10. So Andrew's saying he's expecting yeah. Tyler Higby top to 10. be a top three tight end this week. Top 10 tight end this week. <laughs> Underrated. Oh, man. Yeah. Give me the Rams. <laughs> Seahawks, man. The yeah, final game. There. It did. Wait, we got- it did. Yeah. Gotta do the game, game breaker. What? Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. I pick Seahawks, man. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit bitter, but I am picking the Seahawks this week. There you go. Really? At home? Yes. Against the Rams. Yes. Rams are at home. All right. No, it doesn't matter. It's LA. Next game we are LA. previewing, and the final game we are previewing is the New York Giants taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Eli Manning is back in town. Are you ready for his swan song? I sure am. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I hope he goes out just absolutely legendary. I, yeah, I hope he just tears uh, it up. It's going out swinging. I sure freaking hope so. That'd be so much fun. Uh, Eli Manning, I would not recommend streaming him. <laughs> this this Eagles no. defense was good. They completely fell apart last week against the Dolphins. Much to... Yeah, no, they're the Eagles defense. Oh, defense. Yes, okay. Eagles defense okay. fell apart yeah. against Miami offense. They did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on the Giants team, Saquon Barkley, you know, you're starting because you have to. I'm mm-hmm. not expecting a game out of him. You know, I think I'd be happy oh. with eight to 10 points. It's going to be like three weeks in a row like that, where you just, you need to start him, but don't expect a big game from yeah. him. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's playing hurt. This offense has been pretty easy to predict. Uh, 
and I think this the one thing this Eagles off this, this Eagles defense has going for it right now is they are consistently good against running backs. Um, Saquon can't even take advantage of good matchups against the Packers. He barely put over a hundred yards. So, yeah. you know, I, I think Saquon is a unfortunately. I wouldn't sit him. I don't have the cojones for that, but I think he is, you know, eight to 10 points is what I'm expecting for Saquon. I mean, he does have that upside, which is why of you're course. not. Of course. But, yeah. Don't expect too much. Sterling Shepard. I'm starting. Um, you know, I do think Eli Manning's going to step up to finish his career. I know that's mm-hmm. completely narrative driven. I don't have stats to back that up, but you know, I, I think he's going to go out yeah. swinging, like you said. Sterling Shepard's the number one receiver in this offense, and in my opinion, the only receiver in this offense with Daniel Jones being out. Yeah. Slayton and Jones did show a connection. I don't think Manning has that connection with Slayton. I do not. He does have it with Shepard. So I expect yeah. Shepard to be a solid start this week. I think he's going to be a wide receiver three. He's heavily involved, and he's a talented player. I think he can get it done. Yeah, and that's really about it from the receiving game. Yep, and the Giants as a whole. Yes, yeah. Over to the Eagles, Miles Sanders, I think is going to have a terrific week this week. I think he's going to be an RB2. He finally got a workload worthy of his status last week, and he crushed it. I think this week it is more of the Sanders show. RB2, mm-hmm. that's how I project him to finish this week. I really maybe, like him. Maybe he can get 100 rushing yards for the first time in his career. Yeah, That's what I'm hoping. I thought it was going to be last week. I still think it could be this week. So hopefully. Yeah. Agreed. Alshon Jeffrey, you're starting when he's in, he crushes it. Carson Wentz, you know, is he a stream you'd be interested in? I I think he's up there with Jared Goff where I like other options better, but you can't go wrong with him. Yeah. I like Goff way more. I think Carson Wentz is between, I'd say 10 and 15 when it comes to ranking quarterbacks. Um, he just didn't have the weapons that Goff has. Yeah. Uh, granted, the matchup is great, but you know it's. I'm not trusting once. This has not been his season, and he's looked a little bit off. He's had awful weapons, yeah. but he's also yeah. made made more questionable throws than I would have expected. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else worth mentioning. Zach uh, Ertz, you're starting. Dallas Goddard yeah. is a back end tight end one in a favorable matchup. I think that sums it up. I don't want Al Galore. We didn't talk about Ingram yet for the Giants, but that's because he's been questionable. If Ingram plays. Oh, yeah. I'm not expecting Ingram to play this week. Okay. All right. Uh, If Ingram does play, you're starting him for the Giants. I don't expect he'll play. Okay. He's very limited. These two teams give me the Eagles. Yeah. Give me the Eagles as well. Hey, it's good. We don't need to do a tiebreaker because we disagree on three games. (laughs) Hey, go us. Yeah, go us. We are going to end the podcast with our weekly yay and nay segment. I will start with the yays because, gosh darn it, they're happier. My start of the week is Jack Doyle versus Tampa Bay. He is still available on waivers throughout fantasy football. Tampa Bay is the second most generous team against tight ends. He is the only show in town with Hilton being missing in action, and they don't know if he's going to come back this season. So not only this week, but Jack Doyle is a stream the rest of the way. I expect Tampa Bay to be able to put up points. They have a terrible defense. Colts will have to play catch up. Doyle is the primary option for Brissett in a Hiltonless world. 11 targets last week for 70, I think 73 touchdowns. <laughs> Touchdown. <laughs> not 73 oh. touchdowns. 
He had 11 targets last week for 73 yards and a touchdown without Ebron. They got blown out last week, and they They still made it happen with Doyle. All right. Uh, My next, or my yay, my first yay of the week, is Joe Mixon against the Cleveland Browns. So the Cleveland Browns have a very good passing defense, which is why I think that the Bengals are going to have to run it uh, if they want to have any chance of winning. Um, Joe Mixon has been stepping it up in this second half of the season. So I like him. He's evolved in the passing game, and I think he's going to be the only chance for the Bengals to win this game. Next on my yays, I have Devontae Freeman versus Carolina. Carolina is literally the best matchup against running backs you can hope for. They're last in the NFL with points allowed to running back. They give up 25.3 points per game on average to the running back position. Devontae Freeman is the featured back for the Falcons. He has not been great, but this is a drool-worthy matchup, and he'll get the workload. So I think he is able to get it done versus the Panthers. I think he'll be a top 15 running back this week. There you go. My next day of the week is Kirk Cousins against the Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit Lions has one of the worst passing defenses in the league. I think, what are they sitting at? They're sitting at the 30th best. So they're the, they're the third worst passing defense in the league. Um, Kirk Cousins had the best game of the season uh, week seven when they played the Lions earlier in the year, put up almost 30 fantasy points. Uh, with Thielen possibly coming back, that just adds another weapon for him. So, Kirk Cousins. My final yay of the week is Robbie Anderson versus Miami. Miami is the third most generous matchup you could hope for with wide receivers. What is Robbie Anderson? He is a speedy game breaker. John Brown-esque. And we all remember what John Brown did to this Miami defense. Robbie Anderson had 10 targets last week, and over the last three games, he has two touchdowns, 193 yards, and 18 total targets. This should be a low-key barn burner, and I do expect Robbie to get plenty of opportunities for big plays. There you go. My final uh, yay of the week is DJ Moore versus the Atlanta Falcons. He's been on fire, uh, scoring 17-plus fantasy points in, I think, the last five games. So five games in a row. Um, I think that he can do that against this terrible Falcons defense. Um, and I I have more confidence in DJ Moore over players like Julian Edelman. So. Hashtag give me more. <laughs> give me more. There it is. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, moving on to the nays of the day. Starting out, I have Keenan Allen versus Jacksonville. Jacksonville is the 23rd most generous a matchup for wide receivers. Keenan Allen's coming off two good games. You're probably asking why I am scared. Why? why are you scared? The Broncos did not shadow him last week, and Rivers looks washed up. He looks like uh, early Eli Manning this year. This team is having a disastrous season. I don't expect them to move the ball well against this this really good defense. And another thing to keep in mind is this is a cross country matchup. Uh, They are having to fly all the way out to Jacksonville. And I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, but with NFL teams, teams that do fly cross country do tend to be less high scoring. This is a team who's losing hope. This is a team who's tired. This is a team who is just barely hanging on. I don't expect a spirited fight against this Jacksonville team. 
Keenan Allen, I think, is just going to peter out this game. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with that game. Uh, I'm going to go Gardner Minshew as my first name. So everyone's getting really excited because he's back. It's Minshew mania, all that stuff. Uh, no, he's not going to have a good game. He's going up against the fourth best passing defense in the league. Um, I think that they're going to shut down Shark. D.D. Westbrook's going to have an okay game, but I don't think Minshew uh, is going to be good enough to win you the league. Yeah, that fits in really nicely with my next nay. D.J. Chark versus the Chargers. Casey Hayward is coming off of a rough game, as is D.J. Chark. I expect this to be a low-scoring game, uh, and I also expect the Chargers to be able to contain the magic of Minshew. The Chargers have given up the fourth fewest yards to receivers this year in the NFL. I don't think DJ Chark can get it done with Minshew. I think DJ Chark has a forgettable day this week. All right. My next nay of the week is Tevin Coleman. Uh, Tevin Coleman going up against the Saints. So already that's a bad matchup. Saints have the third best rushing defense. Plus with Matt Burita coming back and Mostert outperforming Coleman last week, uh, I would say Coleman's down to the third string running back if Burita plays. Even if Burita doesn't play, I don't think Coleman's going to have a good game. It's going to be all Mostert or Mostert. So, yeah, yeah, no Coleman. I dig it. My final nay is Saquon Barkley versus Philly. He put up fine numbers last week, 115 total yards. However, it was against the lowly Packers defense. Philly has a spectacular run defense and should be able to focus on stopping the run with a seemingly watched up Eli Manning leading the charge. I think this is going to be a Philly day, and I say dilly dilly for Philly stopping Saquon Barkley. Uh, my final nay of the week is Jared Cook, the uh, the Saints tight end versus San Fran, uh, the best I think, yeah, they're the they're better than the Patriots. Yeah, they're the best secondary. <laughs> they give up only about seven points to tight ends this year. Uh, Jared Cook has been pretty reliable the last three weeks, but um, yeah, I don't think he's going to have a good week this week. I, I can't imagine. I don't think he's going to get a touchdown. I can't imagine more than 50 yards. Well, Andrew, that brings our week 14 preview episode to an end. I want to thank everybody for listening to us three goofballs talk about what we love. Thank you so much for listening. If you could please do us a small favor on whatever platform you're using to listen to us, please leave us a review, leave us a rating. It goes a long way in spreading the message of Barely Athletic. Thank you all so much. Good luck in your playoffs. We look forward to helping you next week. Make the push. Let's win you a trophy. Thank you, everybody, and enjoy week 14.